I figured I'd say it first because we never say the name of the show anymore. We, we just know. start talking. <laughs> but we're going to assume that like, at this point that you're here. If you're yeah. listening to us, you have an idea of what you're doing. It's like you don't, every time you go to Target, you don't have to say, you're in Target. It's like, you know, I kind of figured it out. Yeah, How are you? I'm good. How are you? Okay. It's a Monday morning, guys. You know, we used to tape on Mondays. We don't tape on Mondays anymore. But, you know, somebody in this group is going on a road trip, which makes me quite jealous. Well, somebody, you have I to get, wish a, I was you have to get a, a... You have to get a better probation officer. You know what I'm saying? Have. It's like, I My love that you right, officer, said that yeah, you could go. Your probation yeah. officer was like, you're free to go, ma'am. You can go. You can go. Just, you know, you're allowed out of the city. You don't have to wear the ankle braces. Uh, check in every day. So. I'm so jealous. I'm well, so it jealous. should be fun. It's any any chance my cats are not going to be happy when i come back but they're cats, right so right who's going to check in on them <laughs> whatever they're cats they'll hide cats uh, yeah they're yeah, not just, like dogs cats do you have like, one of those timed feeders that does the fresh one just but not mm -hmm. timed i'm not mm -hmm. that fabulous it's just mm -hmm. they'll figure it out you know what mm -hmm, i mean like mm -hmm. they'll figure it out they always do survive pompeii my cats figure it out anyway anything uh anything of the last week of node you want to talk about no because once again another rainy weekend in new york i don't know about you like out west guys who listen to this out there you're having full-on heat blast we're having weird heat humidity but rain this is the fourth rainiest july on record since they started taking the records. So literally it's rained, I, I think they said like 15 out of the 18 days of, 19 days of July. As a plant owner with outdoor plants, I'm not mm -hmm. mad at it. No, listen, everything is, but do you see how everything is super green and super luscious? It's exhausting because what happens is then we come to Monday and it becomes 89 degrees and tomorrow's gonna be super hot all during the week when everybody's having to work again is super hot then we get to the weekend when everybody has weekend plans and everything gets rained. oh well that's what people get for having weekend plans yeah <laughs> how stupid are they mm, weekend plans mm. well speaking of someone who clearly had a lot of time on their hand this weekend mm -hmm. your personal jesus britney spears has Ooh. been on has <laughs> you remember how before we were all like Feeling Brittany sorry for her. Well, no, we still feel sorry for her. We were like, Britney doesn't control her social media. It is very clear now <laughs> that there is a shift that has happened, and Britney Spears has the keys and the passwords to her social media. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So she, you know, it, look, all joking aside, it is obviously a good thing that she, it's looking more and more like she is going to be able to uh, regain a good a con amount of control over her life, which is a good thing, as yes. it should be. Yes. But it's now gotten to the point where I don't want to hear anything from you until the story is over, because now 
I, the only person who she's not attacking at this point is Kevin Federline. <laughs> I mean, he's come right. out of it. And he probably well, actually was true. fine. You know, but I guess, I mean, I, you know, he's always spoken his support. I guess for her, and we just, the things that, this goes into the shit that we don't know about this story, right? Course. And I guess she's, from what I'm gathering, is the support, the public support now that she's gathering from her sister and her mother, she feels like maybe that wasn't there when the father was doing all of these things and where was everybody when all of this was happening? Which I get, because now it's like, we wanted to have her freedom. It's like, after she's basically had to break out of jail for it. Like, I was always wondering during this situation, is where is where is her mom? You know what I mean? Where, where, like, because there were issues with the dad, with that family and even with the mom. So I'm like, why is it that everybody's just kind of let him take over when he wasn't around always? You know what I mean? It was a very, listen, I get saving your kid. I absolutely love that he yeah. saved his kid because we've seen the flip side, right? When everybody's like, why didn't somebody do something? But I don't know if doing something looks like this for 13 I don't years. know. Was he saving his kid or was he insuring well, paycheck? Back, well, I think back then he was saving his kid. I right. do think the back then. But... I, you know, getting a full conservatorship that lasts for 13 years and having this much control. Yeah. Don't tell me she's high functioning enough to do a tour. And I say this to people as someone who's worked on tours. Let me just say this. It is really fucking difficult. Everyone thinks you sing and dance and it's easy. Well, in her case, no, she's not, she's only but, but, it, but it doesn't even matter if that. I know. Because knowing your cues, knowing where you have to be, the quick changes are usually 45, they're short. If right. you can do all of that and be where you need to be, and nobody thinks you're going to get on stage and yell bloody murder and try to escape, I think you can also manage your checkbook with right. some help. And guess what? Some famous people, he's like, I don't want it to go broke. Nobody does. Some people do go broke. That happens. But that doesn't mean that they're, you know, incapable. And I'm tired of people wanting to diagnose this girl with something. We don't know what her mental health capacity is. Yes, we saw her in a really bad way, but we also saw a young woman who had two kids back to back, paparazzi chasing her, getting a divorce, not able to see her kids. Anybody would have a sort of nervous breakdown in a place where you can't trust anybody. Do you remember how she'd be going to get coffee and it'd literally be like 60 paparazzi surrounding her car? That time she's sitting in the car crying, begging them to stop, and they're just taking the picture. Anybody would have that kind of a breakdown. So I do, like you, I have a lot of sympathy. I still fear for her. But what I want her to do and I want her new team to do is be like, all right, you said your point. Now let's go to the courts and do what we have to do and you know not lash out so much because i know that the the natural reaction is lash out and say these things that you've not been able to say but i think for her it will be more impactful to now that she has somebody who's advocating for her especially if you still have to go in front of all of these judges who's advocating for her let him do his thing and then when it's when when we get to to the to the big points in it then you can say what you need to say you know um, I agree. I just, um, I'm just tired of people venting on social media. Tired All of it. it. 
And, oh, you know, it's just like... And it's not, and again, and, and then we'll, it's not to take away sympathy, but I just am tired of it. And I'm also that. tired of people's family shit. It's the same that, like, the Harry and Meghan shit, right? It, to me, it's the same thing. I don't give a fuck about but, Harry No, but I'm saying, but... I really don't. Sorry. I, I don't I, give a fuck well, anymore. I gotta tell you, it's, it's so crazy, because I was really into it at the beginning. I was. And then it got annoying. <laughs> no, I just don't care about it. Yeah, and I don't care either, but it's the same principle to me. Everybody said their initial thing against their family. Now have your family fight privately yeah, because really honestly, yeah. yeah, there's parts of both of these fights we don't know. So stop having the part. Everybody's having the parts we want to know public. So go to your corners and go beat up your families like the rest of us in private. <laughs> right. Well, I wanted to, just because we were talking about Britney very quickly, um, waiting for my check for Netflix for talking about this show twice. <laughs> Just talk about um, the This Is Pop series, which is on Netflix, which is a lot of fun um, if you're a music person and a lot of fun if you're not a music person. But I will say it's about seven or eight parts, about 40 minutes each, really well produced. And I will say the testament I can give to it is someone who has been knee deep in the hoopla since the for uh, forever i'm learning things that i didn't know which is always a good thing right yeah. i love that when i'm watching a good music documentary yeah, and you think you know some shit and they hit you with something you're like i had no idea about that. right so the two segments i watched this time um were um the auto-tune one which um is interesting but the the swedish the, the domination of the Swedish producers in in the um, 90s. And I, I have to say that I was, so Dennis Pop, starting with ABBA and working its way up, um, Dennis Pop, people like that, Max Martin, the Sharon. And, and these are the people who created um, or molded the sound of Backstreet Boys. Um, most prominently Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears, but they went on to more and more groups. And I actually went to Stockholm in 1999 for Vibe magazine to my thesis, which the late Dave Bree, bless his heart, believed, was that um, Sweden was the capital of R&B music right now because all of this stuff had an R&B kind of edge to it. And um, I just thought it was... Um, it's a really interesting thing. It talks about why Sweden, there's many reasons I won't go into why Sweden as opposed to in any other country. There's cultural things, there's musical things. The Swedes grow up speaking English. But it's right. just a, it's a really interesting documentary and it does talk about the cyclical nature of pop music. And so I, I recommend it, but the Swedish one is very near and dear to my heart because I unironically love that stuff, you know? Right. Um, all right, so you wanted you saw a documentary that you really like about. Um, oh, uh, you talk about Jay Balvin. I can talk about the the New York music show. So why don't you talk about the Jay Balvin doc if you want? The Jay Balvin doc, you know, <laughs> it's like you say, and I and I'm starting to believe this. I love a good documentary. It's very interesting when you see one from an artist's point of view. There's some that I feel like will give you a little more of an unflinching raw look. Now, what I felt 
like this is on he, Amazon, right? It's on right. Amazon. It's on what Amazon. I felt like his documentary delved into well was talking about mental health because he suffers from anxiety and depression. <laughs> And and they go into it a lot, and it, and you see him having sort of episodes actually a lot. Okay, you know, I felt like the whole overall framework of the documentary was framed around, you know, there's a lot of unrest in Colombia right now, and especially the young people who are feeling like there's no hope. They need education, and they're really rallying against the government because they're feeling stuck. So, really, the the over the arc is he's coming back home. He's ending his show in Medellin Stadium, which is the big one. It's the last stop on the tour. It's, it's, it's like a big, his biggest show ever in his home country. And people are calling him and other artists out because they're not saying anything political and saying anything about this young man who was murdered, I believe, by the police that there was a killing. So it sets off a lot of civil unrest, but he's not said anything. And it's like, it's, it's, it's framed around the grappling of as an artist. What's his responsibility? And then when you do kind of say something, then he's kind of getting attacked. People feeling like that's not enough. And then, you know, it's good leading to, you could tell, all right, this is leading to, you're going to say something on the stage at the end of the show, which is of course, he says something on the stage at the end of the show. So that was a little predictable and a little storyline-ish to me that I didn't like. What I did like was him showing it does not matter if you fly in private jets. It does not matter if you have this gorgeous home. It doesn't matter that you're having all of this international success. Depression and anxiety affect Everybody, it's the same as that person who's a homemaker at home. It's the same as the person who works in a post. It's the same. And that's important because I think seeing more men and more men in, in Black and, and Latin cultures, which are traditionally very macho and machismo driven, as far as men, don't talk about your feelings dealing with mental health issues, it's really going to help a lot of people. And because I personally think that in our communities, I'm glad to see people really addressing it more because I think with a lot of these young people out here, there are a lot of people grappling and suffering. I know I feel crazy, Amy. I feel different after this pandemic. I feel well, yeah, I mean, very, very, and mentally different, and it's hard. And my anxiety that I struggle with sometimes, it really, it's, it comes differently now after all of that, you know. So well, I think I, there are people suffering. No, there are definitely people suffering. I mean, I, I have, I will watch the Jay Balvin. I like Jay Balvin. Um, you know, um, he's coming from a much more conservative. Um, uh, country and background, you know, I don't want to even go into the church and stuff like that. But, and that um, was his point in it. He was saying, I say something in this half are happy, but this half aren't. I say something this half are happy. And he was like, and I don't even know all the information. I just, I'm well, an that's entertainer. His, that's his, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm yeah. sorry. No. I, I, okay. I, I, <laughs> well, no, you have to watch it. I think just watch I it. I know, but I don't know something. You're an international superstar with access to media 24 seven, there's no excuse. Yeah, Unless but I deal with, but you know what? I've dealt with artists who honestly I, don't want to know anything no about excuse. politics. Well, there's no excuse. 
There's no excuse. He's. It's not politics. It's. It's your country. You should know yeah. what's going on in your country, especially in Latin America, which are. But my point is, is that um, I'm glad he's talking about mental illness. I will say that um, it is a much less taboo subject now. It is a subject that people freely address. Not freely, but younger. Um, I would say 30 and under. It's something that people are. Uh, much more aware of, much more open to talking about. So that is a good thing. Right. Um, people do not have to suffer in silence, and I hope he's dealing with it. But, yeah, I have no continence for people who are like, oh, I'm not aware of what's going on. <laughs> he fucking grew up in a country that has been in turmoil forever. If you're willfully deciding you don't know what's going on, then... Fuck you. I'm Amy sorry. You don't have to, No, you don't have to. I, you know, even if he said I'm for the junta or whatever, they don't have a junta yeah. down there, but come on. You know, if you're not part of this, you, you, you're an, you're a, uh, you're a minority. You should know what's going on in your own country. All right. I'm going to just real briefly. There's a great exhibit. If you live in New York city, if you want to travel to New York city at the museum of the city in New York, which is a fantastic museum, which I was very late to going to because it was like, it's kind of far uptown. It's on museum mile on fifth Avenue. And, uh, it's called New York. What's it called? I wrote it down. New York, new music. And it's yeah. New York, new music. And it's sort of, centered around the new york downtown mainly downtown music no not downtown i should i i strike that the new york music scene 1980 to 1986 the 1980 entry is somewhat tied to the 40th anniversary of mtv but their mtv-ness of the show of this exhibit is minimal and for what it's worth a lot of people did associate mtv with new york back then it, well it was it was you know, that it was Times Square, the center of the universe. Right. That, no. That, so, yeah. Yeah. So it definitely was. Kept. Yeah. It was definitely, and it was a New York moment. It was in New York, but this show is just. I mean, I went with people who are about ten years younger than me, but all New Yorkers, all people who were in the clubs, all mm -hmm. people. As my friend said, you know, he was fourteen years old going to the clubs. He was sort of a free range child, but yeah. he could do that. But it's it's great photographs of everybody from Grandmaster Flash to Sun Ra. Oh wow! Great, great exposition, uh, fantastic videos. I mean, Del Byzantines, which was Jim Jarmusch's band, uh, Three Teens Kill Four, which had David Warner North. Um, the Bad Brains, uh, I mean, just banned at the ESG when they were 15 years old. At wow. Little club. So great archival stuff, the posters. People don't remember that back in the day, the advertisement were ads in the Village Voice. Oh, my God, they so were. And, and the Soho Weekly News. That's uh, how you found out about shows or posters on the street, right? So, I used to love the. Yeah, like, yeah, that's I would how you go, check like, everything. And I would go to my Village Voice and immediately right. be like, Bye. "Okay, who's going to be in? Who used to be in town?" And I knew, right. and I knew where, because you know, you could get it early on Tuesday nights at certain locations because it came place. out every window. So I would go place. to Asta Place, and there was a few other little dots along that side of the village that had right. them early. So I would go before I got on a train to go to Queens, and I would. 
That's how and you my got your voice. jobs in your apartment. Everything. And I would read the personals. I, first thing I would do was go to Michael Musto and read what he, right. what bullshit he had going on because it was I always something him. good. And then when he got to great shit, if it was a blind item day, I'd be weak. I'd be so excited. It's like, who is this blind items? Because they were always so good. It's so juicy. Yeah. No. So it, it, it is very much, like I said, it functions. It's it's just very well done. Um, look, no, no exhibition is going to be complete. For me, it was very nostalgic. I'm looking at pictures and I'm like, oh my God, I knew him. Oh my, I saw a picture of somebody who was my roommate in San Francisco who did live in New York for a while, who's dead. And I was like, holy crap, I haven't seen a picture of him in 40 years. Right. Um, so it's very nostalgic, but it's also very informative. So I, I, I do highly recommend it. Museum of the City of New York, um, uh, you know, time tickets. If you're a teacher, you get them for free. So that's oh, fun. really? Yeah. Um, New York City employees, I think, do get in for free, so I do have those. Anyway, I highly, highly recommend it. All right, any uh, any dish you want to, you have anything? I don't pay, you know, I, I know you're much more tuned in to what the kids are giving a damn I'm about. I'm not paying attention <laughs> to shit. It's like, this weekend is just, you know, this it's been a weird summer because nobody's really touring. Oh, I will say this, like, Food Fighters having to cancel a show because some COVID. Now, you, now you've got these Olympics haven't even started and they're a shit show. Seriously. It's like athletes are dropping left and right because, because of COVID. Japan is like, why are they have, I understand you're like- You know why, it's money, it's money. But we haven't even started, the countries haven't even started mixing yet and they're dropping like flies. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, I went to, oh my God, you know, so there have been, um, my neighborhood, uh, I live in Brooklyn, there have been these little, parties, street parties uh, all summer, kind of ad hoc because of the, uh, the safe streets thing where they've been mm -hmm. blocking off street. So um, Soul Summit, which is a party that started out really fun and, and kind of underground, which of course had ballooned into something ridiculous, but yeah. it is a big house music party. That will not be happening this summer because they couldn't get permits because the Parks Department is nervous about that. Neither will Afropunk. Afropunk's pretty much gone. Yeah. Done. But... Um, so they've been doing on one street on Saturdays, kind of more of a house music, dance music, but not you know straight up like more of a vibey kind of like mixing African music and stuff. But on Sundays they've been doing a full out fucking house music party, and Barbara Tucker was performing, who was oh. house music legend. Well, you know she and lives in the neighborhood again. Yeah, I know. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I know. And I I heard singing, and I was like, that's live, but I didn't get to see her. But so there. We have full out black gay <laughs> men with with towels and all that's missing is the towel from powder. Um, <laughs> that said, your your intrepid reporter Miss Linden is not getting all up in a dance mix. No, so, it's funny. Like I've been I'm invited. on the sidewalk. I love it, and I, and uh, I still have you know I you know we we know what's going on in terms of COVID, but I'm still like eh, I don't Listen, know you. I'm not dancing I, with you. I've been invited to a couple of dancey things that I really wanted to go, and I didn't go. Yeah, I'm just like, it's going to be too crowded. Like, I was about to, Saturday, across the street from my house in St. Nicholas Park, shout out to Harlem, um, there was a DJ set up, and they were doing really fierce house music. It was just starting. I was running errands. I was like, oh, I'll go sit out there, because it wasn't Sunday Sermon, which happened a couple of, 
a couple of weekends ago. Oh, for, it did? Okay. Well, as a block party for this. You know the show I told you about, Run the World on Stars? Yeah. They filmed the finale, and they actually filmed a bunch of locations in Harlem. Oh, cool. And so they had a block party. And so Norman, Storm and Norman DJ, and it ended up being that. So they were playing music, and I was, like, excited. Okay, great. I come in, drop off my shit, go to turn around, the sky opens up. I was like, oh, this looks like it might be just a short little drizzle. But, of course... It wasn't a short little drizzle. It rained for the next couple of hours, so that killed that. But yeah, like you've been telling me about the stuff in Brooklyn and the friends like, come, come, come. But to me, I just, I you know, there's these variants going on and shit. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of paying attention to that. Like, yeah. I know, he, I, uh, uh, I know someone who got a variant. Um, he's okay. He's vaxxed. I'm just being cautious. I mean, I'm Me not too. being paranoid. Neither I'm not am being I because paranoid. I, I mean, I did go to a restaurant on Saturday after the show. Shout out to Tarango, which is a great restaurant on. Uh, yeah, Center. I've been to a restaurant too, and we sat. Our table was by the door, and we were inside. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I'm I, doing I, it, but I'm not going to squeeze into a crowd and be dancing. Right, a sweaty, a sweaty man. Because no. I'm, I'm looking around and I'm saying, I man. now I'm starting to hear people who been vaccinated or getting the variants and some have gotten sick they haven't gotten oh i'm in the hospital sick but they were sick so i'm trying to avoid that moment because yes i think we've all been cooped up and it sucked but i think a lot of people are also acting like it's all it's all over and no one said it's over no and and well we'll see what happens but like i said uh, as we've said, it's better to wean people off than to just sometimes rip off the Band-Aid with stuff like that. And people are going to be less likely to want to put the mask back on if you've told them they could just do whatever they want. I have to tell you really quickly, so I was just looking at my phone, which I know is very rude, mm-hmm. and our delightful friend Barney Hoskins, mm-hmm. who he and Mark Pringle run Rocks Back Pages, which is also on our network, Pantheon, mm-hmm. just... Shout out to Right. Really enjoyed the latest episode of our show with Uh. the talk of the Euros Cup. (laughs) (laughs) And just how whack Paul Simon is or isn't. (laughs) Listen, I'm not trying to do... Okay, we're going to go back to this. So, no, I'm going to say it. Because no, we, I, <laughs> I know because the, the fact no, that we said you're I, I know, I know, which is hilarious. The Americanness of us is Sorry, just like, listen, we person, we're, we're not, it's not even the American, it's like New York, it's just the Euros cup. We thought it was we, a cup of, we thought it was a cup of Euros, China, you know what I'm saying? Euros. I thought they gave you some Euros and we put apologize. it in the motherfucking cup. We apologize. <laughs> This makes up for Mark Pringle saying De La Soul, for which I did learn after we talked to Maurice. I'm like, or I'm sorry, Morris Bernstein. Wait. I'm like, oh, it is. That's how you guys say De La Soul. Oh, I'm sorry. I just want to really briefly, and uh, we forgot to do this, Courtney. I'm so admiss. Uh, let's our, rest in peace to Biz Marquis. Yes. Oh, like legend, I mean, I'm legend, sorry. Legend, I legend, apologize legend, 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 legend. for We should have opened up the show. Right. I'm so sorry yeah, yeah. about that. So, Biz, oh, you know, uh, just one of the greats. One he of the likes greats. my taste in records. Oh, good. That's cool. One That's day. Very cool. Like, like, this was, so my local record shop, I believe, is open. Maybe, they've only been open, I think, three years. So this is within the last three to four years. And I had gone there to buy some records. 
And then, of course, because I'm greedy, I was like, <laughs> I was I like, you should say instead of greedy, you're expansive. There. No, greedy. I was okay. like, well, of course, when you buy records, you need Chinese food on the hood spot. And there's only one that I go to, which is next to my barbershop, Figs. Shout out to Figs on 8th between 134th and 135th, my spot. Everybody goes there. Who's sitting in the shop talking to him but Biz? And I had an awful of records. So I was embarrassed because, you know, I had like, weird pop shit and I, <laughs> that I had just found in the bed. But he was like, oh, this one's cool. He's like, what records are those? I said, oh, I just, just bought some stuff to add to the collection. He went through them. And I don't remember all that I had, but he was like, oh, this is cool. And I think I had like a Grease soundtrack and he was like, oh, I love it. He was really cool. Really, really, really nice, nice, nice guy. fun guy. That it was always fun. When he was around, not many people just bring people pure unmitigated joy there's yeah. something about when he would be around people were so excited almost like kids that he was around well you know? yeah well he did yabba gabba hey you I know? Mean, he was on a kid's show <laughs> right now i and i think i met him i interviewed well, i met him once at the tibet freedom concert and he was sitting backstage with the biggest afro wig i've ever seen on anybody he was going to perform mm -hmm. with the beasties and then i did interview him once and what and he was will smith's tour dj this was in the early aughts, and I, I always was respectful. I mean, Will Smith's ties to Scientology, you know, are problematic, but that Will Smith would always recognize his hip hop roots and always throw a lifeline to people who influence him. So Bismarck, he was not only a great rapper, but he was a great beatboxer, and he was a really good club DJ. He was yeah. a really good club DJ. And also, um, one of the first people to really get nailed was sampling. He sampled alone again. Oh, he naturally. was. He was. He's like the case for yeah. it. Him, <laughs> yeah, him and him and and uh, De La Soul yeah. with the Turtles. But and then his next album he came out. It was called All Samples Cleared. But yeah, died way too young, fifty-seven years old. I mean, but just a lovely guy, and and you know. Just a friend is is a classic, and I hate using that word because it's overused, but it really is. But he's more than that, and just you know, I'm sure everyone listening to this does know who he is. But you know, pour a little something out for um for the biz because no one does beat the biz. Um, what do and you I love to see all of the love that he's getting. Yeah, because you get the sense there are people that just never. Pissed in it. Mike D from uh, formerly of BCs wrote a wonderful. Uh, we posted that Mike D. Talib Kweli performed "Just a Friend" the other night. The Blue Note. Yeah, it's across the board. It's across the board, and it's not just the usual stupid celebrities who had absolutely nothing to do. Like you know, it's not Chris <laughs> Jenner going, "Oh, Bismarck Key." It's like sit down. You know, it's people who know him. <laughs> I love when like people like I need oh no one my needs God. to need, no one they, needs to know what you, no one needs to know what you think. No it's one like, cares. No, what no, you my think. favorite is always like, Did you ever meet well no, but no, they inspired me so much. It's like no, this, we did. they inspired everybody. That's why they sold eight hundred and fifty thousand million records. Have a seat. No one cares. Stop trying to get your name out there. Oh, oh my favorite is the people who don't know and immediately the Instagram, because I call it the Instagram rush of, let's all find the photo that no one else has and put it up and then write the caption. And you're just like, girl, guy, please, somebody help me. Somebody help. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have been kind of turned out. I feel like the girls 
hurt me. All of the girls have started to say, you know what? We've been sitting in our feelings with these feeling songs. You now mean the women? The women, you mean? Well, you know, I called them my girls. I know. Girls. I'm teasing you. Yes. But Normani finally has made a star-making turn. Thank you, Normani. It only took 9,000 songs, 80 videos. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? For you to come out with Wild Side, her new single featuring Cardi B, that is, that is amazing. He's choking up. He's so no. excited that he was Ms. choking Nick, up. My allergies, because of all of this rain, like I feel I like everything is just blooming. I am, it's on fleek. Um, She's giving me chocolate goddess. I love it. I love the you're song. I love you're the gonna video. Hate me so much. I know you don't like it. I no. know, but the thing is, I love it. I think that uh, she's been trending all weekend. This is the star making turn people are waiting for, for from her. Is the song breaking new ground? No, it's not breaking new ground. Right. But I also realize that is the trend of music. We're older, so why we may want something different. What the young that's in the lane of what they're doing, and she did it well, so I'm happy for her. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad at it. I only yeah. listened to it once. I just like you couldn't tell me it was Normani or anybody else. But I think I what liked. Working, yeah, I liked. Yeah. What was the song? The the one where she uh, um, uh, the one with the big dance number. They really motivation. Did. Yeah, I liked that song. It was. Cute. I liked it too. I thought that was great, but it didn't work. People didn't care. That's this so one, weird. And if I thought so when weird. I heard that, great. They. You just don't even know what you the don't thing know. is that people are going to gravitate toward. Do you? Just I will don't know. applaud her for not putting out yet an, uh, yet another person jumping on the dance music background right. uh, bandwagon. And I know you love the Shakira song, and you're I really going to hate. You're I really going to hate me with it. I love house music, Shakira. I love this song. House I think music, Shakira. Then we listen to a different song. Well, it's old. It's it's like an old house beat, really. But right. but don't wait up. What song did you listen to? That's what I listened to with okay. the night surfing. Yeah, that beat is an old house beat. All right, I'll have, all right. Here's my problem with the song. Mm -hmm. I love Shakira. And one mm -hmm. of the things I love, I mean, I loved her when she was the Colombian Alanis Morissette, which mm -hmm. is how I she liked was it when being she, marketed. Yeah, she was a rock girl in the beginning. With the brown yeah. hair. Mm -hmm. I love her. And one of the things I love about, I like a lot of things about her, but one of the things I love about her is that her voice is, you know it's her as soon as she sings. Yeah. This could be any woman. I have, there's no Shakira-ness to this song. Where's the vocal thing? I love that about her. You know, I love the warbling and the kind of, so it's a good song, but I just don't hear. I, I, this thing, it sounds 1000% like her. Cause like she's that too iconic. Uh, well, not iconic, but she's too established an artist. She's too, I feel, and this is, I don't know, but I feel like she was told make something so you can blend in no, with everybody else. I just no, she wrote I, that shit. First of all, she wrote it, and I know, but and it, I think that that's just the vibe she's in. You know, when everybody gets to the forties is when we go through the dance album phase. This thing. They no, I'm all, not talking about the <laughs> dance album phase. I'm talking about her vocals. But I like the vocal on this. I like that there's that she's singing this song with a little less vibrato because I don't think this song calls for that much of it, but it sounds like her. And I like it. I like, I like the beat I'll have to, to it. Go back. I'll have to go back to it. And I like the video, like the night surfing. I think it's really, really cool. It's a, it's a moment. Listen, I'm, we're coming into, we're coming into 
we're the end part of the third quarter. As we go into the fourth quarter, you know, starting September, which is traditionally, this is traditionally the heavy hitters time of everybody right. coming out with their songs. I, you know, we still, we know we've got, hopefully, Rihanna coming. The video she was shooting in the Bronx was for ASAP Rocky's album. So we'll see what that is. But hopefully that'll be a good tie in to her. And, you know, if, if I mean, I personally think since it has been since 2016, since Lemonade dropped, knowing Miss, Miss Thing, I think that we, you know, she's due for a record before the end of the year. So we'll yeah. see, right? And I'm sure it'll be dropped at like 6.02 in the morning. <laughs> the um, or it'll only, it'll only be available with a COVID vaccine. Now, can I just say, I hope for her, I hope this actually is her dance music album phase because, yeah. you know, the, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Been, got, I, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. time for you to make us all dance and sing again. It's like, I've, we've gotten the message. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> your husband's a dick and your father's an ass. All right. We got it. Now. Now I'm ready I, for. I'm like, on. I'm ready for shake your ass on. Yeah, you know, I'm ready for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little, we got it. Jay -Z, that. Yeah, we got it. Um, I listened to, I've been listening, I listened to two, a couple songs, which I really, really like. Uh, Pop Smoke, we've talked about him before. Yeah, I yeah. really admit that I slept on him and I am bad Amy for that. Yeah. Um, this Obviously, he was uh, killed about two years ago and his manager and head of his record label, Stephen Victor, who's a really nice guy who I will always love because he got my then teenage sons into uh, clips shows because my son was mm -hmm. obsessed with the clips. Um, which is either really good parenting on my part or really bad parenting <laughs> on my part. I don't know. But I, I like I like Pusher T too. But anyway, um, he's got this song. He's got two songs out that are really good. One is Demeanor with Dua Lipa. Obviously, they did not record it together. Obviously, her vocals were put on after his passing. Mm -hmm. um, it's a good track. But the one I really like is called More Time. Mm -hmm. It's kind of moodier. Um, He's an interesting artist, was an interesting artist. And what's kind of cool about it, and I didn't know this, is it, you know, it's got a, an interesting beat, but one of the guys who also produced it was the guy named Nicholas Patel, and he scored Moonlight. He was the oh. guy who did the orchestration for Moonlight. So it's got a very cinematic, moody feel. And I'm really digging this woman, and I'm getting all this from the New York Times of all places. They do a really cool playlist every week. Um, Xenia Rubinos, have you ever heard of her? No. Okay, this record, it's called working all the time it is everything i really? mean there's nine million things going on at once and uh -huh. yet it's very short it's two minutes and 30 seconds you've got funk master flex horns you've got reggaeton beats you've got dance beat it, it's all over the place and it's it's just she's just really interesting i don't know anything about her uh -huh. uh, i don't know if she's american and i don't know if she's latinx i don't know anything about it. she sings in english but it's just a very one of the, you know, every once in a while you'll have somebody who seems to throw everything at the wall and it works. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is one of those things. And it's two minutes. I mean, it's short. And it's like, it's like the kids always say, you know, I heard that two minute song, Amy, and I heard Sophie all over it. <laughs> we still can't get over that one, but I, we're going to move on. No, no, that <laughs> you, no, 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 you left off the best part. What, what? The, two, the 
the two minutes, the two minutes <laughs> that had six producers. It had six producers, and I was I like, uh, yeah, I was yeah, like, did you? Yeah. Did you really? You did. Yeah. Which really? part? Which part? Which part? Yeah. <laughs> in the two and a half minute song with six producers, did you? Yeah, I know. Well, this is not a case. I don't know who produced it. I don't know anything about this woman, but it's a very, very cool, a very, very cool little. Um, Song. I like it. So I, I'd be interested what you think of. Um, okay, can I tell you some up. weird shit? Please. This weekend, I got into a, oddly enough, a fifth dimension K hole. Well, that's not oddly enough, honey. That's because of Summer of Soul. We're all kind of reconsidering them. And right I never really, I have a couple of the albums on vinyl and I, that someone, you know, that I, that I kind of got and never really played them. And then this weekend, all of a sudden, I just started pulling out fifth dimension albums and just really they were really groovy groovy kind of funky and doing their thing man those albums are great and also we're we're very instrumental in giving laura uh nero um mainstream success yeah because she, she never so picture yeah it's so picnic and Wedding Bell, Bell Blues. I mean, she never had hits with her songs, but everybody else who covered her songs seemed to well, have hits singing her songs. Yeah, well, you know, Laura, yeah, she didn't fit the what you're supposed to look like as a singer-songwriter. But, um, yeah, and what I love about Summer Soul, and we've discussed this, the documentary, which is on Hulu, which is very much worth watching. Is, is that why they suddenly got back in my consciousness? Yes, is yes, that what it is? Because I'm yes, like, what made are, me go to this? No, they are a major part of yeah. that film. And one of the things, there is a absolutely beautiful sequence of, of Marilyn McCoo and, and Billy Davis watching themselves perform back then. But what's what is interesting listening to the fifth dimension now because I grew up, they were all over TV all the time is seeing them placed within firmly within the context of black music. Cause they were right. not back then. Right. They were not seen as, um, I mean, yes, they were a pop group, but seeing them perform live, they are, it's a very different thing when they're performing in Harlem than when they were on the Smothers brothers. Show. Right. Right. So it's it's very it's it's a it's a great movie, but yeah, that's why. Of course, they're in the zeitgeist right now. People are talking about oh, the fifth dimension, the fifth dimension. You know. Um, all right. So I got. I'm 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 at a loss for words. So maybe um, you want to give give you do this so well. Give our little tags. Well, our little tags. Uh, this show you is brought to you by Courtney and Amy. Yes, <laughs> Courtney and Amy. They're available for parties, dances. Uh, <laughs> we open up at strip clubs, but before the titties come out, because we don't do that. Not and shout out to the old school That's baby doll. Y'all heard you that? Right. As a coffee, she said, "Not anymore." <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was. I again. I I always have. I was a bartender. What did you? You were a bartender at the baby doll. What's in the spot of the baby doll now? What is that? Like some fucking oh, it's probably like, building it's probably or some like shit. a wine bar or some right. shit like that. <laughs> right. So yeah. you guys, you know the spiel. Thank you for listening to us. Check out uh Pantheon Podcast. Yes. Uh our fam. There's so many music shows, scripted, tons of scripted shows, every kind of genre of music. You know, you will really find something for everybody and Yes, it's an amazing, amazing network. We're very happy to be a part of. And we you know are. where you can find us because you're listening to us. And um, <laughs> you passed, you passed <laughs> you know the first I mean? test. You know what I mean? You passed the so, first test. 
Uh, we just want to thank you guys for rocking with us. This is show 58. We can't believe it. And uh, 58, no, no, no. yeah. 57. Nope, 50, 57? Is 57. it 57? Are you sure? Well, I don't even one, know. It's one of those It's 50. one of those you numbers. Know, you know, yeah, once you get above 50, you start lying about your age. I need anyway. that stuff. What's that commercial where the people are like, I could think so much better now. Is it Preva, Preva something? Yeah, we can't even remember the name of the medicine. I can't even remember the name of the pill that says you might have anal bleeding, but you'll remember. So Ew, that's a really okay. great thing. Please um, stop talking about your blood life. <laughs> uh, that, uh, no. <laughs> No, 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 honey. I'm sorry. No, no, no. This is Platinum Puss. This Azealia Banks. Was, hey, Azealia Banks. Oh, her new song, Fuck Him All Night, is really good, too. Fucking them all day and fucking them all night. I really like it. It's raunchy, but it's good. I like her. I like her music. She gets in her own way. If she would not have gotten in her own way, but her music is always good. Look, it's good sort of cunty, yeah, cunty, L, L, L. She's just a little, she's just a little problematic. But um, anyway, you know the deal. Follow us, talk to us on Facebook, talk to us on Twitter, finish Ima, and uh, Instagram, I'ma let you finish NY. Facebook, I'ma let you finish, all one word. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you guys.